0: Stoveleg Media. Igniting Conversation.
1: Good morning and happy Sunday. Welcome to the Jesus That's Good News podcast. This is a space where we share the gospel, aka the good news, to anyone who has a vulnerability to pull up a chair at Jesus' table with no reservation needed. Good
0: morning! Good morning! You need to tell everybody what's going on right now outside your window, just outside the big city of Cincinnati. I just feel like I'm in a snow globe. And someone shook my, shook me up. <laughs> I'm so jealous. You've got so
1: much snow over there. Yeah, it is coming down. Um, yesterday, Katie and I were talking about it. Katie is like, I think we're going to get like an inch or two, they're saying. I think it's three inches. Uh, it I looks, guess. yeah,
0: the picture that you sent me definitely looks that way. I am looking outside my window and it's like, meh. There's just nothing there, Devin. It. It's not very pretty at all. So well, I'm sending the snow your way. Thank you. If that makes you feel any better? Yes, I love it. So how are you? Talk to me about your week
1: so far. It has been a good week. Um, it was a four-day work week, which was nice. It is nice. It's mm-hmm. going to be tough getting back to the five-day stretch. Um, but today is Who Day Sunday. Big game against the Bills and hopefully by the time that I we know. listen to this
0: podcast next week
1: yes i know it's gonna be afc championship day
0: i know i was kind of rooting for the jaguars yesterday same weren't we all i know patrick mahomes
1: is so good but you know the old saying to be the best you got to beat the best and we're gonna get we're gonna get ours Yep, yeah, we're gonna get our super bowl one year if it's
0: this year fantastic but i already know we're gonna get one Hey, by the way, a little snark here. Congratulations. I see that UK has won Thank like you. two or three in a row. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing great over here in the big blue nation. Oh my gosh, they might just make that tournament
1: yet. Yes, I'm holding my breath for that. But as long as we keep Wheeler on the bench, hot take, we're going to be all right.
0: <laughs> I'm about ready to start um, a support group for you and my uh, son in law, <laughs> Jacob. Shout out to Jacob. He was actually at the game yesterday. I saw. He texted me. Yeah. I'm jealous. Had some good, good friends. What about you? How's your week been? Uh, it's been pretty good. I had the sober honor of officiating a funeral just the other day. Mm-hmm. It's just a, a great reminder of the importance of community. Um, this gentleman and his family had so many people coming out to to the funeral home and to the funeral. And I I always say that you know, in looking out at the faces, it's it's a representation of someone who loved well. Yes. Yeah, so that was a complete honor to do that and to serve people in that way. And then yesterday, I was just pretty much lazy, you know? We love a lazy day. A little bit of a lazy day, but I, I was so excited to release last week's episode. It's just mm. so good. So I'm hoping, you know, that today people will really enjoy this interaction that Jesus is having with uh, the man who was born with leprosy. It's a good one. Yeah, we talked about it the other night in Bible study. And it's such a short and quick interaction. But powerful. I think so. I think so. And I think if you have ever struggled with truly understanding the heart and nature of God and who God is, and does he love me or does he not love me? Is he angry with me? What does he think Mm -hmm. about me? Mm -hmm. Then I think this is such an important um, interaction. This is an important story to look at. So yeah, that's why I'm excited to, to dive into this one. And again,
1: I know we talked about it last week, but um, Julie's going to post this segment or this episode, if you will, of the Chosen series that beautifully, I know I said this last week too, but beautifully just depicts the scripture. And um, I encourage everybody to, you know, after you're done listening to the podcast or reading scripture or whatever you do, to check it out on the Facebook page because it really just puts it into, into real,
0: real life. It really does. And again, I want to, we'll do a disclaimer. We know that the video clip that is, uh, that shows this interaction. We like, we have no way of proving how accurate it is. We get it. Yeah. But it helps capture the essence. Yeah. And the spirit of like, of, of Jesus and, and his feelings towards us and, and those he came into contact with. So to me, it brings words on a page to life. Absolutely. Where you can
1: feel. That's right. It's tangible. You can see the emotion and the power. I mean, scripture is powerful in itself. And if you have a great pastor like I happen <laughs> to have, you know, I could feel Jesus' heart and talk through that. But to Be able to see it play down on screen, I think is just it takes it to another level.
0: I know you texted me yesterday and said, uh, your mom had binged several <laughs> episodes, yeah. it's addictive and yes, in she, all the she best. She said ways. she watched
1: the whole thing, She's that's like, oh, awesome. By the way, I binged the chosen, I was like, wow, I need to do that because I mean, and she came loaded with questions that I was just texting you about because right, I had no idea, but so good. Um, yeah, she loved it, and every episode that I've seen is is powerful, so I'm
0: excited to. Like I always say, jump in. Yeah. So let's jump in. But before we do that, like I was I was thinking, I've shared with you guys before about uh, my impressions of God when I was growing up as a child. It was, he was someone to be feared. And then, but I was trying to think like in my mind's eye, Devin, when, when you think of God, if you're trying to, if someone said, Devin, I want you to paint a picture of God or draw a picture, like mm-hmm. what would he look like? Mm. What would you paint or draw? because i'll tell you like when i was a ki- when i was a kid i think when i was in sunday school if s- i have a rem- i have a remembrance of this of just drawing a big rock <laughs> i didn't know what else to draw cuz how do you encapsulate you know how do you how do you do that how do you draw the essence of god yeah it's hard i don't know if you can yeah so i'm so glad jesus came because now we have a face to put with <laughs> to put yeah. with a name in a in a weird way. Mm. Right? Because Jesus comes as a representative of the heart of God. I'll tell you why, Devin, I, I mentioned that is because when I was getting ready for that funeral this week, I was looking at uh, John chapter fourteen and and that bit of scripture where it says, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. For in my Father's house are many mansions, many rooms, or whatever. And so I'm rereading that text to get ready for the funeral. And, and but then I read down below that, and Jesus is saying this to his disciples, and and they're like, "Show us God." Then Jesus is like, "Guys, are you serious? <laughs> like, if you see me, if right you know, here, that's right. If I'm you right see, here, if you know me, you know the essence of God." Yeah, And that was a great reminder for me this week, yeah. that if we want to know who God is, then we look at the person of Jesus. Yes.
1: And I think a lot of people get it twisted in a way where, you know, they grew up thinking God is this angry God. If I don't do this, then God will be angry with me. So this bit of scripture I like it because it shows Jesus' compassion, which is a direct correlation to God's compassion and love.
0: I think all too often our images of like Greek gods or like uh, Zeus throwing lightning bolts at individuals has kind of morphed its way into the Christian culture. Yeah. So and so Jesus comes and he redefines or not even redefines, but he defines the heart of God in a very tangible way. Yes. And when you ask me what I
1: think about God, honestly, like if I picture God and I had to draw him, like I just see clouds, right? The line of heaven. Sure. And then a God just kind of like peering over and just kind of like watching. That's growing up. That's what I thought. Like he was just watching us. And I don't know if it was angry. Like you just wanted to make him happy.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But Jesus comes to tell us.
0: It's not all like that. So let's, let's take a look at Jesus's real quick interaction. Let's. Let's do that. And you guys are going to be in Mark chapter one, verses 40 through 45. So if you struggle with ADD and you don't like reading a lot of scripture, that's great because we're only looking at five verses today. Like I said, it's very quick. It's a fast interaction, but it's it's also important. Devin, I'm going to ask, I see that from the, as I'm looking at you on this Zoom, you have your Bible. Do you mind reading that interaction real quick? Okay, here we go. Yeah.
1: Jesus heals a man with leprosy. A man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees. If you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus was indignant. He reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately, the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. Jesus sent him away at once with a strong warning. See that you don't tell this to anyone.
0: By the way, dude, you had one job. Keep your mouth shut. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah.
1: But that's the thing. Jesus' good news was so amazing, he couldn't keep it to himself. How
0: could he? How could you? How could you? It's almost like, come on, Jesus. You asked him to do the impossible here. Mm-hmm. Set um, him up for failure, Jesus. Yeah, what a good Jesus. <laughs> oh, there's just so much, you guys, that's packed in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's let's... Um, let's talk real quick about the leprosy aspect of everything, Devin. Yep. And leprosy in in that time it said he was um, he was a leper and so we're talking about a general word for any kind of skin condition by the way. It could have been eczema, it could have been psoriasis, it could have been a boil, it could have been it could have a been word. a little bit of everything, You're right? Yeah. And in the worst case it would have been leprosy, literally where your extremities uh, mm. the blood flow stops. Um, And your fingers and sometimes your nose would fall off. And it was just, it was horrible. And the bad part about it was, I mean, practically speaking, there was no treatment. Yeah. No one understood why you would get it. And so they would assume one reason why you would get it, Devin. Why do you think that is? Or what do you think People would assume if they contracted leprosy. So if somebody were to have leprosy or
1: was paralyzed, something along that nature, it was because, quote unquote, either they had sinned or their family had sinned. And this was God's punishment on right.
0: them. Right. Absolutely. We see... I think it's later in the book of John, um, I can't remember, John 8, John 9, somewhere around there where Jesus is walking with his disciples and they come across a man who uh, is, is paralyzed. And the first question, or no, I think he was born blind. I take that back. And the first question they asked Jesus was, who sinned, this right. man or his parents? Mm. So it was it was this assumption that you, that God was angry with you. Yes. That exactly. you had messed up in such a way that this horrible thing had happened to you and oh my gosh, Devin, I think the, probably the, well, I won't say it was the worst part of having this disease, but just to add insult to injury, if you had leprosy, you were banished from the town, Yep. right? No friends, no connections. You weren't allowed to go to temple. So you had no religious friends. Uh, Your family wouldn't have anything to do with you. So you were cut off from them. I mean, you were alone, physically emotionally spiritually in yes. every way possible but let's say he wanted to try to get into town just to get some food mm. do you know what he would have to do He like would if, have
1: to do you remember like, <laughs> which is so sad basically deem himself as unclean to the public by shouting unclean unclean right
0: Right. He would have to give a warning that he was, like, approaching people.
1: Which, how shameful. Awful. How exhausting. How terrible. I mean, you're already disowned. You already aren't a part of a community. Mm-mm. You're already lonely. And now you have to go and shout this shameful thing about you to make sure everybody stays away from you?
0: Yeah. Like Imagine
1: doing that now.
0: I can't. Can you imagine, like... If you, got, if you were entering a church, or let's mm. say you're going to Kroger, and before you entered, one of the things you had to do was yell out your biggest shame. <laughs> yeah. it's, adulterer, it's, adulterer, you know, yes. or tax evader, tax evader. Gay, um, I'm gay. Exactly. I mean, well, not that that's shameful. but Right, you see what I'm saying. That thing that would cause you just to shrink inside and... So yes, physically and every other way, this guy is going through it. And this just is like rubbing salt in the wound. And so I would imagine, even though it's not recorded in scripture, that as this man is walking towards Jesus at some point in time, you know, even if it was from a distance, he was yelling, unclean, unclean. (sighs) And so the disciples would have already been on their guard, like, oh, Mm. Heck no, we're not getting near this guy. And keep away from our Messiah. Yeah, we got to protect him at all costs. Uh huh. So this poor man's image of God is that God is angry with me. Yeah, I sinned, somebody sinned, this is a punishment. God is an angry God, or else this wouldn't have happened to me. Absolutely. And so when we have that understanding in the back of our mind, and we look at this scripture, it's so interesting to me. In, in that very first verse that you read in verse 40, first of all, he gets down on his knees. So he assumes a posture of like, I am unworthy. And then he says, I think the craziest thing, hmm. if you are willing. yeah." And I think he says that because he's under the assumption that God is not willing. And so he's looking at this man, he believes to be a representation of God, assuming that this man is probably uh, disgusted by him and he's mm. begging this man for some kind of compassion. And so if you're willing, if you can see to it in your heart, God, to do something for me, and okay. Jesus responds in the most beautiful way. I am willing. Yeah. I'm always willing. Because that's the heart of God. The heart of God is a God of compassion. You use the word in there, in verse 41, indignant. Yes, I did. I have confession. Tell me. I wasn't really sure what that word meant. I didn't know until Bible study. Indignant. Because I don't think I, I've heard the word many times. Let me Google it again. Look it up. Look up the word. Let me Google it again. How many of you guys, if you're listening out there, you know what the word indignant means? It says that Jesus was indignant after the man asked this. And so at first I thought, oh, is Jesus angry? Yeah, right. I don't know why. It just kind of, that word just strikes me that way. Mm-hmm. Okay, Webster, give us the, the definition. <laughs> indignant. Feeling or showing
1: anger or annoyance at what is perceived as unfair treatment.
0: Oh, so see, here's the deal. Jesus was annoyed. You know why? He was annoyed for all the right reasons. He was annoyed that
1: this man truly thought that God's love was unfair.
0: Yeah. And so Jesus immediately realizes, I've got to right this wrong. And so he's like, I am willing. I am this way that you view my father is wrong. The, this misconception that you are sick or that something bad has happened to you because you have you have hurt the heart of the father is, is totally misguided. And I'm here to set the record straight. And you know what, Devin? He was setting the record straight not just for this guy but for his disciples as well. Right. And although
1: you may think it and believe it and everybody around you is showing you that you are unworthy – of being healed, I want to tell you, I am willing. God is willing. He is willing. You are worthy of healing. You are worthy to see God's love. You are worthy to see God is not angry. You are worthy to see
0: my compassion. Oh, and I'm glad you said that word because compassion is huge. Yeah. Devin, there are so many times in scripture where it says Jesus would see the multitudes. Jesus would see the crowds. Jesus would meet a woman or a man. And it said always that he was moved by compassion. And I shared with you the other day that that Greek word for compassion is a very strange word. Splunk? Splunkna? (laughs) Splunkna? I wrote it down, but I couldn't remember how to pronounce it. So splunkna refers to the depths of your soul, kind of like in your bowels. I know that sounds crazy. But in (laughs) other words, Jesus is moved so deeply internally Mm. by this situation. And I don't know, growing up, I never really thought of God as a God of compassion. Me neither. But again, if we look further down in John 14, where Jesus literally says, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. Mm. So Jesus becomes this um, walking epitome of compassion wrapped in very frail and fragile human flesh, but he is here to show us the heart of God. And I was telling you the other day, this is such a tangible visual
1: representation of Jesus and God for me because you know if I'm going through something or you know times are tough I never before pictured Jesus to be sitting next to me with compassion Mm. like it just wasn't that wasn't there for me
0: yeah yeah now I think for a lot of people, Devin, like you're not alone. Yeah. Yeah. And now I can sit in the moment and see
1: Jesus next to me filled with the same compassion that he had for this man with leprosy. And I can feel his compassion for me and just know that he understands what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. I'm not alone. Right. And that is just so comforting to know that Jesus has that compassion for me to, to just, to feel it with me, to go through it with me, and not to fix it for me, but to see me through it to the healing, the overall healing, if you will.
0: I think that's so important too, Devin, because you know we talk about God's compassion today and how he uses each of us to show compassion to one another. And, and when I have friends or family members that are going through difficult things, compassion tells me to come and walk alongside them through their difficulty Compassion never tells me to fix it. Yeah. But I also know that not everything can be fixed. Mm -hmm. But what you just said, like that Jesus is going to come alongside and kind of walk with you through it. Yeah. That he's not a far away God, but he's a very near and up close kind of God. Amen. I had shared with you before, I know, you guys, I'm sorry if I repeat a lot of my favorite quotes, but I can't help it. One of my favorites by Frederick Buechner is – compassion is almost the fatal capacity for knowing that there can be no peace and joy for me unless there is peace and joy for you. Mm. And if Jesus is this epitome of compassion, he's, he's telling this leper, how can I go on with my walk here today? How can I have peace and joy unless you can have peace and joy too? Wow. Beautifully said. Yeah, it's just, that's the kind of God I, I have fallen in love with. Yeah. Even more so over the past 20 years. I want you to kind of touch on that.
1: I know we spoke a little bit before we started recording. Walk me through, I know in this situation, this man got healed. He was healed. Mm -hmm. But talk to me a little bit about the times where God doesn't fix right away or doesn't heal right away. Sure. I mean, I could. um... Because there's times that, you know, God, heal me. Heal me of this cancer. Right, heal me of this broken situation. Yeah, fix it, just right. fix it, and that
0: doesn't always happen. It doesn't always happen. I mean, I could talk about my divorce, which is a whole other issue, but I don't. I don't want to make things uncomfortable for any of the other parties regarding that. At the same time, um, one of the things, though, that I'll say is like, I mean, I I divorced because things weren't necessarily fixed. Right yeah. there was even though there was a lot of effort put into it, but there was a healing and a learning that came about through that. Mm. And Mm. I was shown, you know, when you're going through a difficult time, people really split immediately into two groups, those who are for you and those who are against you. And when you're going through something, which the community would maybe view as shameful, Mm. um, something that would create a divorce situation, you immediately have people who um, are either for you or against you. Mm. And through that situation, God taught me, so much about friendships and healthy relationships. Did it fix the marital strife? No. Yeah. But did I feel God's presence through it all? Yes. There's and even healings and other ways abs, that you oh may my God. not have thought
1: fixed the right. issue but you wouldn't have been healed otherwise. Yes. And, and those it, different voids, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it, it makes, trust me, it makes total sense. And even, you know, more recently with mom's uh, battle with pancreatic cancer, you know, there, there was no healing on this earth, but the healing came after. Come on. And again, we received such compassion and love from people who were doing life with us and And the love and and compassion showing up in unexpected ways. And am I angry with God? Do I feel like he Mm. let us down because of her passing? I honestly don't, Devin. Mm. And maybe that's something that comes with age. Am I outraged by injustices in this world? Of course I am. Do I ever wonder where God is in those injustices? All the time. But I have to trust by seeing who the person of God is in Scripture that God is not an angry god but that we are sinners to requote uh, uh an author Brian Zahn, we are sinners in the hands of a loving god and jesus was sent to be a
1: direct representation of that loving god yeah and jesus may not always give you what you want but he gives you what you need oh perfectly said and he's there with you fighting with you in the trenches in the trenches with he's
0: got my back compassion yeah Filled with compassion. Mm. And I know the other day in Bible study, we talked about this. I don't think that the healing, physical healing of the man, was really the main point of the story. I mean, I think it was really important because when Jesus heals him, by the way, he gives him an opportunity now to restart restoring relationships. Yep. When he becomes clean.
1: Yes. And I love this about Jesus because he said he directed him. Now go show your priest. Yes. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Go with it, girl.
1: He knew that this man was left out of the community. He didn't have relationship. It wasn't just the leprosy, the physical leprosy that needed to be
0: healed. It was his heart. Everything needed to be healed. Yes. And so he was going to do that by regaining those relationships. And yep. And Jesus knew the only way that his family would take him back, the church would take him back, the community would take him back, is if the priest said, listen, I checked this guy out, and he's clean. He's good. He's back. He's back. Let him he's in. He's good to go. Yeah. Wow. And so mm. is that important? Absolutely, that is. That's so important to that man. But I think what Jesus was able to do was redefine again for this man and his disciples what God actually looks like he clears up any misconceptions yeah. you know later when we read and when I, I mentioned that scripture earlier about when the when the disciples asked who sinned this man or his family, Jesus is like neither this man is who he is right now so that the Son of God and the power of God can be uh, displayed. Yeah, exactly. And I love in the Chosen series,
1: it shows this man with leprosy approaching Jesus, and all of his disciples are like, I mean, getting their knives out, like, hold up, stay away. Yeah. And the courage for Jesus to be like, yo, guys, I got this. It's kind of like in um, (laughs) basic training when the drill sergeants are yelling at one person, and... They don't say it softly to the person to (laughs) to instruct them on what to do differently. They yell it. And it's so other soldiers will hear what is happening. Oh, is that why? Okay. (laughs) So they can pick up on the mistake that this one soldier made. So correlating it with this story, Jesus is showing his disciples.
0: Right. This is the right way to do it. Right. This is the right way to love. Right. And that God is love. And God is love. Yeah, God is love. It comes back to the power of showing people a love they don't expect. We talked about it last week with the woman at the well. You know, I remember, Devin, when I was in high school and college back in the 80s, the um, scourge of society were individuals who had been stricken with AIDS. So much was not known about it. It was most often found in the gay community, although others had it, right? Right. Um, And I remember... I love Princess Diana. I admit it. I think that she was pretty, she was a pretty awesome woman. But there was an amazing image that came out. And I would say it was in the, it was in the height of the AIDS crisis. And she was at a children's hospital somewhere. And she reached down and she embraced this Mm. young child who had AIDS. And, you know, all the cameras start going off because why would a woman in that, esteemed Mm. position, Mm. lower and debase herself and risk something by hugging someone who was really unclean. Exactly right. And people were captivated by that. Mm. And I think that's the same feeling. And maybe it's a bit of a stretch, but I don't think so. But I think that's the same feeling we're to have with this today, that the God of the universe would humble himself, would reach out and is willing to touch someone Who is unclean. So along the same lines as as Princess Di, I was doing a little bit of research, and I came across a story of a man, and I can't say his name very well, uh, Joseph de Vuster or something like that. He was a Catholic priest. He was born in 1840. I know most of you or hardly any of you probably have ever heard of him, but in the 1800s, he was a Catholic priest who went to Hawaii. There was a leper colony on the island of Malachi. and so he goes there and for 16 years he serves these lepers he hugs them he bandages mm. their wounds you know and he he touches and cares for these individuals that nobody else would care to touch but think about this Devin like if you had leprosy you would not experience that feeling of human touch wow yep why would someone touch you because they would become unclean they would become ill themselves mm-hmm. And it says, as I was reading about him, he would preach to the hearts of people that no one else had the courage to preach to. And I love that idea. He, it was crazy. When he was on Malachi, he built homes. And um, unfortunately, he built coffins, right? Wow, and and yeah. he was there with individuals so that they could die with some dignity wow. as a living reminder, as an image bearer of God, that God was not mad at them. That God was right there with them in the in the bodily form of this priest, that God mm-hmm. had not abandoned them. Just unbelievable. But unfortunately, because of his closeness to these individuals, uh, they call, ended up calling him, renaming him Father Damien. Father Damien, Damien himself um, ended up dying of leprosy.
1: Mm.
0: He died of the very disease that he came to help others with. But he is a man who was not afraid to epitomize and show the heart of God to those who were hurting. Unbelievable story. That's the kind of compassion Mm. that Jesus is showing uh, just in this very quick interaction. And so I think what Devin, you and I both agreed is that we want people to really know the true God and, and the essence of God's heart, because that's where the good news lies. Amen. That God is a God of compassion. And if you have grown up with any kind of, notion or uh, preconception is that a word preconception i think so (laughs) that god is angry with you that he views you as less than that he views you as unworthy it's not true and we're here to tell you the good news it's quite the opposite amen amen and may it be so Mm -hmm. so there's some good news in there and i love i'm going to touch on it again go ahead that jesus did the shh (laughs)
1: <laughs> only go tell the priest so you know you can get healed yeah but don't keep tell. it on the down low
0: don't tell anyone. but this
1: male is like i can't contain this good news you can't
0: i'm gonna let everybody know which is why we do this podcast and this is the good freaking news the best news ever <laughs> the best news oh man so good so yeah as devin said if you haven't seen if you're not like uh mama kell and yeah. if you haven't benched the entire chosen series, we'll we'll put a, a snippet of this. Uh, we'll link it on our Facebook page, and and you can watch the interaction. And if you're not moved by the brief interaction he has with this leper, then you've got a heart of stone, my friend. I don't know what to tell you. You got problems, I guess. I got ninety nine problems, but Jesus ain't one of them. I view this story right here, Devin. It, it's like so small, five like five verses, right? And it's it's kind of like a little hidden gem. Hmm. And so it was kind of fun to excavate that. Put that little gem in your pocket. Put it in your until pocket. Until next
1: week. Uh, carry the good news, spread the good news. Oh, I and... like that
0: visual representation. Yes, I like yeah. it. Yeah.
1: So just a reminder: until next week, check out the chosen series that Julie's going to post on our Facebook page. Um, and we'd love to connect with you if you feel the the calling or the need to, you know, personal message us or direct message us. Feel free; we are here for you. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and until then, if you like the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. And tell your friends
0: about tell it. Tell your friends. Tell your friends yep. about the good news. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We're here for the people. We're just, we're just here for the people. <laughs> so on behalf of the
1: people, Julie and myself, here's to the good news. May we be it. May we seek it. May we spread it. So pull up a seat. There's no reservation needed. Be well, friends. And I like my Jesus with a drill sergeant.